Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Immersed in the Western Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, broadcasting live from the Planet Kia Studios, the best place on the planet to buy a car. Visit them on East Independence or online at planetkianc.com. And also, if you're enjoying this show, if you miss it and want to catch it, check out the Western Walker podcast on the WFNZ app or anywhere else that you get your podcast. And, uh, Walk, I, I said yesterday before we got out and we didn't get around to it, for my wrestling heads out there, just real quick before we get back into uh, the sports talk, the money in the bank was fire for my WWE heads out there. The Bloodline storyline might be the best of all time. And the Usos pinning Roman Reigns was absolutely electric. Uh, I hope my mom's not listening, though, because I did uh, say that I was saving that match to Watch it again with her and my son, though. But I know my WWE heads uh, are pretty excited about that, man. Wrestling is lit right now. Y'all need to go ahead and come in, man. Go ahead and join. Start watching. Great stories. You guys can come on into a, a great era of wrestling right yeah, now. I'm I don't see myself doing that, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think that's okay. I, I, I will say that I have a better chance of convincing you to watch Wimbledon, then you have a better chance of me uh, watch watching it. some. I'd actually watch it. All right, well, then maybe I'm wrong on that. They need to I, bring Agassi back. I can't get on wrestling, man. I just can't. I'm not going to hate on anybody that likes it. That's fine. Do I was you. thinking about 52 the other day, too, when I was when I was um, listening to the wrestling podcast that I enjoy. And I was just thinking about, you know, how he likes to knock them and call them actors and things like that. But I was like, what's the difference between... Uh, guys watching wrestling and then as much Fiddy loved a, a fantasy show like Game of Thrones and how much he liked that. I'm like, what's the difference here? Because they're Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Game of Thrones, it is a it's a universe. Like it was a book that was adapted into a TV show. Like these are people that mm-hmm. I guess for a living they just want to pretend hurt one another. Okay, pretend hurt. If you see some of the injuries that these guys get and some of the stuff that happens, I don't think you'd be saying that at all. But I mean, it's a fantasy show with actors, and it's no different. You enjoy watching a fantasy show about a fantasy world of things that don't really exist, and it's wrestling is basically like uh, soap operas for men. You did say this though. You did say before we get back to sports talk, I did want to talk about wrestling. Yeah, so it's not a okay. sport. So right. did you did did you distinguish that on purpose or was that just No, I a was faux just uh, talking. Yeah, it was a faux pas. Okay. For sure. Because I didn't know if it well, the thing is if it's a fantasy show, I feel like that hurts your argument to call it a real sport. Because if it's scripted Oh, it's a real sport. But if it's scripted, can it be a real show if yeah. it's scripted? Or sport, I, mean, I mean the athleticism displayed, the things that they have to do, the injuries that they endure, no doubt about it. I mean Boy, construction no work can display some no, real power. No, don't do that, Walker. Can't don't confirm. do that. Can't construction confirm. work. Wait, you're trying to talk about some athleticism shown. I'm just I'm just throwing it out Come there. Come on now. It can't be scripted. Okay. That's that's my well, you cut a flip. 
from just because it's eight impr- to ten feet in the air, go through tables and different stuff like that. And you let me know. So are the Bills tailgaters athletes then? If they go through tables, <laughs> <laughs> they're doing athletic feats. But oh, well, no, yeah, no, no, that's no, what no, I'm no. saying. Like these if guys don't compare. If it's can you can you give me something on the scripted though? Like I. It's not if it's designed. Yeah, it's scripted. It's gonna happen, but still injuries a, and things happen. Then it can't be a sport. Why? It could be a great show. I'm with you. See, this is the thing. I was actually in agreement with you. I don't think you can have it both ways, though. I think it could be a great show in this fantasy in this fantasy world. This show that is very similar to Game of Thrones. But I think you can. Call no, it I a said sport. that because he called them actors. No, it's definitely a sport. But if they're actors, they're not competing. For their- no, I said he called them actors. Okay, but what are they? They're following a script. They're following a play. Okay, but yeah, but those plays, you can get hurt, you can break ribs, you can break limbs, and you have to do a whole lot of stuff to make that stunts on Mission Impossible. Right, that's why Tom Cruise isn't a sport, though. But is it a sport? No, I didn't think so either. Acting is not a sport, but but wrestling is a sport. It requires extreme athleticism. But if Tom Cruise is doing that, yeah, but he don't always have to do extreme athletic things in his movies. He chooses to do his amping up the crowd. You know, okay, now you're talking about amping up the crowd. That's yeah, one part of, of it as far rock. as doing that, but as that's far as doing the, the uh, when you fight the actual matches, that, come on well, now. You know that everybody knows who's going to win, right? No, they don't. You don't know who's no, going to win. No, the wrestlers do. The wrestlers do. They do, the, yes. The audience doesn't, for sure. Just like I don't know what the end result's going to be of a movie Yeah, but I've that doesn't seen. mean it's not a sport. Now, okay, I don't know. I'm just saying. You get in there and try to do some of the stuff they do and tell me it's not a sport. But see, I can't act either, though. That's my okay, point. But I'm not going to be a good movie the actor. Matches, I'm not going to be a good wrestler. The matches are acting to an extent, but you still have to have a lot of athleticism to do that. that that's fair. I think I think jobs will require athleticism no. sometimes. No. I'm just saying, look, I, that's fine. I just, if it's if it's already scripted. No, trash does it, take. Does anything that requires athleticism... Is that a sport? Anything no, but when you watch wrestling, come on, Walker. Now, you got two eyes. You see the stuff that they do. You know that ain't no regular job. I'm asking a question. Does anything that requires athleticism count as a sport? No, it doesn't. Because that's what you're saying right now. Your, your it does evidence not, but pro of it wrestling being a sport, is a sport. Your evidence of it being a sport is that it requires a lot of athleticism mm-hmm. and that it would be hard for me to do, which I'm not refuting. And physicality. Okay. Yeah. But a lot of other things require all of that in just normal jobs or different hardcore jobs. Okay. And I don't think that it's a – I just think it's more of a show. And it's entertaining okay. as hell for people. Yeah. But it's not a sport, man. Well, I mean, if okay. you have a, If right. you have a script that you have to abide by and you know what's going to happen, uh-huh. it's not a sport. Okay. Well, that's your opinion. That's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that is your opinion. All right, so getting back to the Carolina Panthers. That was a nice little – uh, debate right there, but talking about going back to Ezra Evero's defense, and we're talking about uh, the defenders that will have the biggest roles in that defense. Uh, who do you think that those guys will be? If you have to point to maybe the singular two or three guys who will have the biggest role change, and excuse me on that one, we talked about the biggest role changes in that defense. Which defender do you think that will be? Derek Brown is the one that comes to mind just because you're going to move him on the outside a decent amount and an odd man front. Now, it's interesting, though, because it's the first guy that comes to mind, but I do think that Averro is going to be multiple. He's not going to just run an odd man front the entire time. You might have that as base, but also when you want to you know, go with two defensive tackles and you want to bring in Marquise Haynes opposite of Brian Burns and you can still roll that way, then maybe there still are going to be a hand, not even just a handful, a decent amount of snaps where Derek Brown is going to be in the comfortable position. 
I, I think Jeremy Chin might be the answer. And I just wonder how they're going to, if they're just going to use him more so like he was used two years ago. Remember, and then everybody was like, is he a linebacker? Is he a safety? Well, I wonder if Averro is just going to carve out some different role for him to just be all over the place. So maybe Jeremy Chin is the guy that you go with first and foremost. But I would give you Derek Brown and then maybe even Jeremy Chin with a more dramatic change. Just maybe Derek Brown lining up at a different spot, but still having a lot of the same things he needs to take care of just on a different spot on the D-line. Okay, so uh, since you went with those two guys, I'll go in a different direction. I'll go with Frankie Louvu as far as moving from a 4-3 outside linebacker. And he was the uh, the will, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, I think he was the Sam. I think he was the strong side linebacker in that 4-3. Um, but him going from that to being the second Mike linebacker inside of that defense, I think it will be a different world uh, for him because in a 4-3, the outside linebackers have a role kind of, kind of, in some ways, like a 3-4 outside linebacker where you get a little bit more of a pass rushing opportunity uh, to whereas in a 3-4 as a Mike backer now, uh, his main responsibilities are going to be uh, focusing on the run first and foremost unless he is called upon to blitz. He's also going to have to take on a little bit more blockers, won't have two defensive linemen in front of him. He'll only have uh, essentially one in theory where you talk about uh, a lot more space between the defensive linemen in an odd front. So I think that's going to be a little bit different from him. Going to have a little bit more traffic to wade through uh, to make those plays and be as disruptive as he was this season. So I can't wait to see if that ends up being the case for him. But uh, another guy we're going to talk about, J.C. Horn. And so when you look at him and his quest to become one of the great corners in the game and we know that one young corner has already become an all pro under Ezra Evero and that is Patrick Sertan the second and we've debated about these two guys uh, back and forth now but is it as simple for JC Horn this season as just stay healthy and he can have an all pro or at minimum all pro caliber season yes because I think he's shown enough evidence that he's a very good player to the point where he's a Pro Bowl level player, and maybe he could reach all pro. I think especially if you see what Averro did with a Patrick Sertan, the guy drafted one spot after J.C. Horn, very similar. Sertan, the better player right now. But a lot of that probably is because Horn only played two and a half games his rookie season. Yeah. There are a lot more snaps that Patrick Sertan has played, even though they have come in at the same in the same NFL draft class. So, yeah, I think it's all about staying healthy, and I think J.C. Horn is going to have – a certainly Pro Bowl level year and maybe even all pro. That is that is a realistic take to say that J.C. Horn could be an all pro corner this year if he stays healthy for 17 games. Yeah, I think when you look at the schedule as well, I mean, he's got some great matchups that could definitely bode well for his case to be all pro. Whether you talk about getting the opportunities to play uh, against D.K. Metcalf yet again, he's got Justin Jefferson uh, on the roster as well. He's got Cheetah. Um, he's got him on there. So Jalen Waddle, whichever side he has to deal with the guy, he's going to have to deal with a big-time play. And when I say cheetah, for those who don't know, I'm talking about Tyreek Hill. He's got CeeDee Lamb on there as well, not to mention the guys in his division. So he's got multiple opportunities to do it. I don't think he will be an all-pro corner, and I'm not knocking his game or anything like that. I don't know if the Panthers will have 
a great enough season to be able to have him reach that accolade. But I think as far as him being an all-pro caliber corner, if he can stay healthy in these matchups against the guys that he's going to see, and he's just able to put up the same type of numbers when we talk about the passer rating and the limited amount of yards and catches he's given up. Uh, I think he's a guy that will be in consideration. Now, we touched on this a little bit yesterday. Uh, didn't get to quite put a bow on it. But when talking about Frankie Louvu, who I just talked about, who could end up seeing um, – a role change this year as far as in that Israel Evero base three four defense. Do you think that and, and and as I said, we touched on it a little bit yesterday, but is he an unexpected expense for the Panthers that they're gonna have to make some decisions on in the long run, especially if he can put up another season of a hundred plus tackles? Well, let's just put it at five plus sacks and just being as disruptive as he was, the tackles for loss, uh very high for him as well last season. Do you think that obviously the Panthers, when they brought him in, didn't see him as a big ticket item? But now if he plays his way into that, do you see this as an unexpected expense that the Panthers are going to have to make some decisions on that could either end up costing other players on the defense that maybe they had tabbed as a guy that they saw in their future or just – you know, just an unexpected expense, a guy that they want to take care of and give a lot of money to. Well, yeah, I mean, he signed a two-year, $9 million contract with the Panthers in February of last year. So he's going to be worth more than that based off what we saw last season. There's no doubt if you want to keep him, you're going to have to pay him more than what he got on this first contract. And maybe you saw something that no other NFL team did in Frankie Louvu to the point where he would outperform that contract, but I don't think at this level. So yeah, I, it's an it's an expense that you probably didn't expect. Whew, we're going to have to get up to not top linebacker money, but certainly among the better linebackers out there in the NFL, we're going to have to pay him like one of those players, and maybe you just saw him at best getting to average, but no, he's certainly better than average, and he'll be seeking a contract that pays him as such. Yeah, I think this was an interesting topic because when I looked at it, what he was able to come in and do, I was like, man, with them having to pay Derek Brown, working on the extension for Brian Burns, then you got J.C. Horn, who could be coming down the pipeline as well, that could end up being, if they decided to, four players on your defense that would be making premium dollars. So I just found that to be a very interesting situation that the Panthers could find themselves in at season's end if the defense plays up to what many people think they could be capable capable of under new coordinator Ezra Evero. So when we come back on the Wesson Walker Show, we're going to take it to college football, talk a lot about Drake May and the North Carolina Tar Heels and which ACC quarterback is most valuable to their team's success. That and more on the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7. WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
And just like that, we are back. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. I could probably say the hottest new sports show going. I think I think we can put that tab on ourselves. What you think? Well, we're the newest, so at least we can. We've got to be the hottest new sports show yeah, going, at least locally, just because we're the newest, <laughs> right? So, I mean, quite literally, unless, you know, Charlotte Sports Today, would Jeff Rickard call his show as hot, though? Yeah. We're the hottest in the world, in my opinion. Um, it's it's definitely so. We're, we're tied. Maybe Charlotte Sports Today and Wes Walker can be tied. Or maybe you disagree with Wes and say, no, we're the hottest. We're the newest. Give us our title. Give us our WWE <laughs> wrestling belt, damn it. That's we right. We are the champions. I'm definitely going to get one of those soon uh, as well. You can bet on that. Okay? So, anyway, that's on the wish list. All right. Let's get to some college football, baby, right around the corner. And when we're talking about ACC quarterbacks, Drake May, Pro Football Focus, baby, that rank radio comes out with their top 10 quarterback rooms in the country. And they had the Tar Heels at number 10. Now, just to give you guys some context really quick, the top three were USC, LSU and Texas. And so I think a lot of it had to do with depth. But it also has to do with the top of your quarterback room. And for the North Carolina Tar Heels, they have arguably the second best quarterback or maybe the best, depending on which flavor you like, quarterback in the country in Drake May. And so in their description, they said of outside of Caleb Williams, Drake May is the best quarterback returning in college football. His 45 big time throws were 10 more than the next closest FBS quarterback, while his 800 99 rushing odds were second among power five signal callers. And he said, overall, this is the good one. Overall, May was the most valuable player in the country last season, according to PFF's wins above average metric. And so I think that's interesting because you always talk about best over most valuable. And when you talk about a guy like Drake May for the North Carolina Tar Heels, this roster, I mean, it had good talent on it, but nobody's going to look at this roster and just be like, wow, you know, this this is just chock full of pro guys. Like nobody's going to mistake the Tar Heels for an Alabama or maybe even a Clemson. And so I think I would tend to agree with this for the most part because he was super valuable because I think if you put any other quarterback with this team last year, they probably win half of the games that they win last season. So I ask you, Walker, uh, is he the most valuable quarterback in the country, in your opinion, and especially uh, in the ACC? I think so. I don't think it's even close Mm -hmm. in the ACC. I'm sure there's a team that I might not know about as much or might not be thinking about that might have a case, but I can't find it at the top of my head. I know in the ACC, I feel very good saying there's not a QB more valuable to their team's success than what Drake May brings to the North Carolina Tar Heels. If you want to go with the top guys, Jordan Travis, I just think Florida State has a little more talent that they're working with. If you go to Clemson, same thing. We saw Clemson work out pretty well when DJU didn't have the best season in the world. Even if you don't believe in Cade Klubnick, I don't think that Clemson is going to suffer dramatically if Cade gives you a carbon copy of what DJU gave you last season. Riley Leonard is one, but you've mentioned it a million times. The offensive line coming back for Duke is going to be very good. You have a bunch of starters, even on defense, coming back from Duke. Mike Elko has proven that he can win a lot of games with unexpected talent. Oh, and the unexpected talent, they're returning in droves next season. 
North Carolina having Drake May. Now you don't even have Josh Downs, by the way, who is one of the best receivers in the mm-hmm. country. I, I don't know, Wes. Is there anybody even in the same stratosphere as far as the kind of value that QB brings to their program? Because it's clearly one for Drake, and I'm feeling like there's a huge old gap between Drake at one and whoever's at two. Yeah, we can delve into this topic, and, and Fiddy, I'll drop a couple more things, and I want to hear what you have to say as well, because uh, they were not in ESPN's futures rankings when you talk about offensively. Carolina missed the cut, because when you look at this quarterback room, the backups are Connor Harrell, Tad Hudson, who is a local kid from Huff High School. I do like him. Then you talk about the rest of that depth chart, Jefferson, Boaz, and Russell Tabor. And I keep up with recruiting, and I know some of these kids have definitely had their share of billing, but just not a guy behind Drake May that you could say. Now, again, I do like Tad Hudson, and I do think he's a little bit in the Sam Howell universe as far as his build and how he plays the game. I've seen him live probably three to four times. I do like him, but as far as just having a guy that you can pinpoint and say, okay, when Drake May's gone, he's the guy, and they're going to keep on trucking with an explosive offense. I don't see that there. Uh, I wouldn't say Carolina's future is bleak just because of the way Mac recruits. But uh, another factor for this, and then, Fiddy, I would love for you to chime in as well. So the offensive line rankings came out. And by David Hale, who ranked the offensive lines in the ACC and put them into tiers. And Carolina was in the next to last tier when you talk about the fifth tier to be exact, ranked 12th in the conference by David Hale as far as offensive line goes. We saw what Sam Howe went through when he came back. Offensive line struggles, not having the weapons he had the year before. Man. Is the offensive line going to drop Drake May's stock, uh, in your opinion? And, Fiddy, I also want to know, do you feel like that it's clear that Drake May is the most valuable to their team's success next season? Yeah, I mean, you look at the offensive line. If we were more sure about it, like if we knew, okay, they're going to be a top third offensive line in the in the ACC, I think I think you'd be a lot more comfortable picking Carolina to maybe go to the ACC title game for a second year in a row. I'm not because of the offensive line and the way that, like, once it really broke down last year, it really impacted the way that Drake May was able to play the quarterback position. When you look at the most valuable player to to the most valuable quarterback to a team in the ACC, like Drake, yes, is up there. If if Duke is what you think Duke is going to be, I think Riley Leonard's got to be in that discussion. I would agree with that because if you take him off of that roster, do, do, you know, are they? They won nine games a year ago. Like, are you picking Duke to still beat Clemson if Riley Leonard's not the quarterback? Well, the problem, though, is when you talk about the offensive line being a problem for North Carolina and the offensive line for Duke being among the best in the country, then you're talking about one side of the spectrum to another with what each of these QBs are going to be dealing with. And so Riley Leonard matters a lot to Duke, right? Like, when we talk about most valuable to their team, Riley Leonard means a lot to Duke. Jordan Travis means a lot to Florida State. Everyone is valuable for their team's success because you're talking about the most important position in sports. Of course, it's going to matter. But then when you talk about QBs, you feel like can make up for as poor of an offensive line that Carolina has compared to what Riley Leonard has, which is a very good offensive line. Then I think that's the big old difference. If Riley Leonard goes down, then at least whoever replaces him is probably going to be clean. Doesn't mean he's going to be as good. You might still lose, but he's going to be pretty damn clean and he's going to have every opportunity to go in and perform at a high level. Where if North Carolina, if Drake May goes down, 
Imagine whatever QB is coming up in after Drake yes. trying to run away from all the pressure that is coming his way. It's going to look putrid. It's not going to look good. Yeah, and so when you look at this, and, and it leads to another discussion as far as when you look at the sacks against last year, Duke was number one in the ACC in sacks surrendered, only gave up 17 sacks last season. That offensive line is back. North Carolina gave up 40. That was third most in the conference last year. So uh, when you talk about late in the season, teams starting to kind of catch up to what Carolina was doing, also being able to expose that offensive line, I think that's going to be interesting when you talk about Drake May this season, especially if he's back there taking a beating uh, on a down-in, down-out basis. They're going to have to make sure that they can get a running game together in Chapel Hill so that they can help take some of that pressure off of him because you do not want Drake May running for his life uh, back there this season, but also in the same breath, again, as I just talked about the Duke Blue Devils, and them having uh, one of the better offensive lines in the league. They were in the second tier of David Hale's rankings. They were rated third. And so I think that this is another good omen for the Blue Devils. But yet again, like we talk about mixed opinions with the Panthers, but teams seem to give uh, some of Duke's talent the credit it deserves. But when they're looking at the grand scheme of things, don't look at Duke to be a factor uh, next season in the ACC. And I think when you just talk about a team that's really good up front, they're also good up front defensively, but offensive line-wise, then you add in the Riley Leonard factor, the skill talent that they have uh, coming back. Is this just another great omen for Duke to kind of surprise and be more than what people think they're going to be? Yeah, just with Duke having so much talent coming back, I I do expect them to have a good season. It is weird. When we talk about mixed reviews for them, it doesn't really make any sense to me that people would have Duke ranked so low within the conference. I mean, do we not see what this team was able to accomplish just last season? And yet it seems like we're just forgetting about them so quickly after Mike Elko wins coach of the year and Riley Leonard proves to be one of the better QBs in all of the country and certainly all of the conference. Yeah, anybody that's down on Duke this year, like, I don't know what that means, but I guess if you have them as a bottom half team, which is frequently out there, Wes, it feels like that's frequently out there, yeah. then that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. All right, so also in the conference, man, just a guy that uh, we're going to introduce you to a little bit today and talking about a lot of people are high on Florida State, uh, except for Wes Bryant. I know I talked about myself in third person right there. But uh, we, we talk about Jordan Travis and some of the skill talent. Florida State used to be a program, there's no doubt about it, that had some of the best skill talent you'll you will find that will scare people just getting off the bus. And so just an ACC superstar receiver you haven't heard of that if Florida State has a type of year they could have, he could be a guy that could get maybe a little bit of Heisman love. So uh, talking about FSU wide receiver Johnny Wilson, the guy's 6'7", 235 pounds. Last year, he caught 897 yards worth of passes from Jordan Travis, five touchdowns on the season, averaged 20.9 a catch, and reportedly runs a 4-4-240. They talk about the huge wide receiver with large catch radius. Oh, yeah, you're definitely getting that in this guy. And I have to give him credit obviously for the ACCDN, the ACC Digital Network on all platforms. I've covered this young man a lot, but Johnny Wilson definitely looks to be a guy that could break out next season for Florida State and a guy that a lot of people should get to know, especially with them having a primetime matchup out of the gate with 
LSU. So we talked about the ACC having a lot of returning talent coming back. And this is one young guy that people should definitely uh, get to know. He's starting to rise up draft boys. And I would think so at six foot seven. Johnny Wilson looks great. I mean, all of the measurables you mentioned to be six, seven, I feel like that. I feel like the tallest receivers you'll see in the NFL are usually about like six, six. And that's where they tap out. Once you get to even six, 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 seven, that's even range, rare to see guys that's that tall that are ballers like that. That's more tight end range. Yeah. Once you start to get to six, seven in height, just because it's hard to run a four, four, two, 40 at that type of hype. Um, 235 pounds. Yeah, he looks great. Florida State does seem to be one of those teams that's going to have a lot of talent. We've got some ACC techs rolling in. 704-570-9610. NASCAR Brad, a Clemson fan. He said Clemson is going to wipe the floor with Duke in the season. Opener, we have NASCAR Brad. Okay, you fit. He agrees with it. Not necessarily a Clemson fan, but does agree with his boy NASCAR Brad. B Money said the Riley Leonard disrespect is real, West. I'm not trying to disrespect him. I just don't think he's as valuable to his team as Drake May is. Mm-hmm. That's when we disrespectful. Talk, when we saw, talk about the season's end goals. <laughs> I, apparently. I didn't mean, I'm sorry, Riley. I'm sorry. I did not mean to disrespect you. Please, let's move on. 806 said FSU is probably going to breeze through the ACC and get a lot of media love until they face whoever in the playoff and the talent disparity will show in a blowout. What are the chances of that happening, Wes? Uh, not very high because, like I said, this is a Florida State team, the three toughest games that they played last season in succession. Clemson, NC State, and Wake. They took L's in all three of those games, and then they caught LSU at the beginning of the season, even though I'll give them credit for the win. Uh, but they've got to play Brian Kelly and the crew again. Jaden Daniels is going to be a Heisman candidate. So, yeah, I think it's going to be tough for Florida State to get to the playoffs. But I will give them credit. I do see what they're doing on the recruiting front. I do think things are looking up in Tallahassee, but I don't think it's time to start uh, breaking out the war chance and thinking about the 90s. <sighs> From back in the day, but uh, did you like that, Fiddy? What was that? Your grunts have been on point the last two days. Mm. I don't know. Like I like them. I also don't know what they mean. They're they're almost like you're almost seduced by some of the takes that have been thrown out there or disgusted. I it's wide range. I don't know what your sounds mean. No, seduced is the best way to describe it. He just talked about the war chant, and I told you guys yesterday I got the itch for college football. Like I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the war chant to return to college football. We need big, meaningful games in Dope Campbell on Saturday nights in the ACC for our conference. Wes, if you don't think this is the year, though, is like if, if they're not back or whatever the hell being back means, is this a launching point year? Like if they go 10 and 2, they get to Charlotte, and then they and they can still be in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Or whatever. Like then would you be comfortable saying, okay, Florida State's trending upward? Or oh yeah, no doubt about it. I think that that would be uh, a, a good point to be able to say that. We need it, man. Like <laughs> God, I, I, I like them so much more now that Jimbo's gone. Like I hated Jimbo Fisher, Florida State. Hated Bobby Bowden, Florida State. Oh my God, could not Pretty stand. Well, I don't understand you, dog. You're a funny cat. <laughs> I don't know how you don't like Bobby Bowden. Like, Could not stand Bobby I don't know Bobby how you Bowden. don't like Bobby Bowden. He was a cheating SOB is what he was. Okay. Free Shoes University, baby. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right. So but I'd attend Free Shoes University. All uh, right. Speaking of shoes, though, you called him out, Wes. I yeah. mean, we had, we had a shock drop happen on the sneakers app. We did. And it was a university blue, black toe, Jordan. Right one. up Fitty's alley. Are they, two, are they still available? No, no, because you keep waiting. So it was a two. This is this I'll obviously check. happened off of the air, just so we can get everybody included here. 
So sneakers had the shock drop, right? Two o'clock today, the University Blue Jordan 1s. They're right up the alley of a type of Jordan that Fitty would wear. This is quintessential Jordan stuff that Fitty just might don. Only 180 bucks. Yes, I know I say only, <laughs> partly being sarcastic. And now sold out. Yeah. Straight See, it wasn't only. meant to be. Partly being sarcastic, partly actually saying that's a decent deal. You're not gonna they're gonna be on stock X and they're gonna be a lot more than yes. $180 for your size 10 shoes. And you're like, ah, I don't know. Oh man, those are awesome. Walker, what do you think? Can I wear them with this? Can I wear them with that? Are they still available? Yes, Fiddy, they're available, but you need to get in now. I don't know. And now, mm. after we wait all this time, you're like, see, it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Just can't do it. You know, had my time, missed out on it. We wanted you to get these shoes, and they would have been fire, but you just passed now, on Walker, them. Now, I, I got to give why. you a little bit of smoke, too, though, for this, because <laughs> you did play a part in talking him out of it with your quirky fashion rules that you have. You kept what saying how rules? you said that, uh, well... The, the Jordan 1 highs, I don't know if you should really wear them with shorts. And then you were saying how different ones might not look good on. No, he's, he said, feet. hold on. Yeah, go ahead. He said Jordans sometimes don't look good with shorts. Yeah, you said, and you said, didn't you say Walker Jordans don't look good with pants? Yes. And you was like, yeah. And then you affirmed. I, I do think that there are times where I can't wear Jordans with shorts. Yeah. With long pants, I think they work a lot better. Uh -huh. But with shorts, I think they got to be low. I think sometimes yeah. the high now I've worn and see I've, that started to talk him out of it. Now I've worn I've worn high tops with shorts before. I've yeah. got I've got a pair of Jordan ones that I've had since high school, and so I'll, I'll still wear those every once in a while. Mm -hmm. It's all about the bulk. It's all about the fatness of the Jordans. And so one thing <laughs> I didn't realize when I bought these Jordan threes, Wes, uh -huh. I thought they were going to be good with shorts. But every time I wear them, and I and I wear them in front of my girlfriend too, I'm like, Does, do these look okay? Yeah, it's like. Look bulky. They do. And that's and I ask her because I'm feeling that same thing. So it's not just my opinion. I feel like I get the but outside. The shoe opinion. at the end of the day, if the shoe is heat, nothing else matters. That's all that matters mm. is, is the shoe you have on your foot straight heat. Okay. Now as far as the, the, the shorts, if you do those, especially if you're gonna wear denim, I think they should be a little bit more uh, you know, fitting as far as just a little bit tighter. You don't want to wear big baggy denim shorts like John Cena or something like that, going back to some wrestling. Mm -hmm. But other than that, man, I think Jordan 1 well, highs look good with shorts. Off, though. I, mean, yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think Jordan 1 highs look good with shorts or uh, pants, no matter how you want to rock them. But I'm just saying that to say that when you didn't give him the extra gas, because I think you could have put him over the top, but you tipped him over the edge the other way to where put more thought into that brain of his. It's all fair. It's all fair. I was not 100% all aboard. Hey, you can wear these with anything. Yeah. I regret it a little bit. Yeah, but I also don't think that. that would have affected Fitty. Well, giving yeah, up $180. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fitty, Fitty would have come up with some excuse because we've talked about plenty of things in life where both you and I are just roasting him. Yeah. I mean, are just emphatically saying you should not be doing this. And before you feel bad, listeners, if you knew what we were talking about, oh, yeah. you would be roasting <laughs> him as well. You yeah. would hate him for it. Yeah. And so... Even with us saying that, both of us, 110% being against something or for something, he doesn't listen anyway. He's yeah, not going to he do it. He doesn't. Because so, everything, and, and, and I will say that, I'll come back on your side yeah. as far as, even if you would have given well, him the extra fair. gas, 
he still would have come up with something. We just try to help you, man. Yeah. We're just trying to help you in every facet. Well, and you don't yeah. take our advice. these don't release that often, this was the perfect Jordan for Philly to have. What, what you should have done, you see, this is what I would have done. Oh, okay. yeah. I would have I bought the shoes, then I would have bullied you into having me pay for them. Because y'all know that I've got money. So you'd be like, Fiddy, I know you got the money. Well, it changes, you know, right? You know, it it changes even, all you know, the time. If you would have been willing to have a payment plan, I pay you over a month or something like that. You know, maybe that would have been more <laughs> enticing. But I do need your help. Because you were talking about pants and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I need pants to wear. I have like one pair of khaki pants that I, that I, that I can still wear. I like that sentence. I need pants to wear. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> know like where to go and, and, and find good, like pants to wear to work like i don't want to wear like pleated dress pants but like a nice pair of khakis where i'm going to feel comfortable and relaxed oh we just got a goddamn graphic on those university blues by the way oh, on the text. <laughs> that's the worst man that, that app is so hard um to get they're not on stock as yet from what i see breaking my heart are you asking me where you can go buy pants that's like, what you're asking but like where to go get a good <laughs> pair of pants because like i have american eagle <laughs> pants and i don't Wow, that is a middle school flashback. Yeah. If if I had a pair of American Eagle pants, they were right next to my Hollister pants back in middle and school. And your Abercrombie and Fitch. And my Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh you, oh, you were that guy in high school? No, I wasn't. Oh. I was not a Hollister guy. I did not wear any of the Hollister t-shirts. I was a big American Eagle guy, though. So was I. Yeah, American Eagle was my jam. All right, uh, do we have time for a fitty flash? Or do we need to do it on the other side? What we got? We uh, can skip it. Are, are you going to pound the table? Is this okay if we move on? Yeah, are you going to flip on. the table like a wrestler would? No, I'm going to jump would, through it. It would be an athletic feat. If you did, <laughs> it would be an amazing athletic feat. All right, well, when we come back, we close this thing down. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Did he ask me and therefore the listeners, quote, where can I buy pants? The guy wears shorts constantly. He is looking for a pair of pants, and the people on the text line have taken that to heart. They have given you some suggestions, Fiddy. We do have Patrick in Huntersville saying Joseph A. Bank sells the all-caps GOAT jeans. You don't wear jeans, though. As hell. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah probably- that's, that's also the problem there. I, I, I work part-time in radio. I can barely afford to put gas in my truck. I'm going to go buy. You got to find the sales, though, man. Like, uh, Old Navy will have jeans on sale at different times. Um, I you just got to be able to jeans. find sales. Like, I feel like jeans went out of style, like, in 2010. Um, that's so You sound like you just came out of uh, a coma? Lancaster. Oh, I like Lancaster. I thought you were saying a coma. Like, wait, <laughs> did, did the jean style not go away as soon as I was unconscious? Uh, yeah. Do you not see people wear jeans all the time still? It's not summer. Right. Um, no, I, I mean, okay. All right. Well, I mean, I see don't... like 18 people. I mean, outside of Chris McClain, 
I guess I guess Bone wears jeans. Well, what was funny one time? It was right when the weather was starting to change, and you said, "Walker, I feel like I never see you wear shorts." And we'd just gone through winter, and so I'm not wearing shorts when it's <laughs> winter. I was like, "Yeah." I didn't wear shorts in December or January or February, but when it started to get a little hot, that's when I decided to bring the shorts out. And you're like flabbergasted, like, huh, don't strike me as a, sh- this is you too, this year, but don't strike me as a shorts guy. <laughs> Why do you portray me to be some? Uh, slim? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you don't portray really as a shorts guy. Uh, first time I've seen you in those. Wes, what'd you have? Oh, I was going to say, we have a fire fizzle update to our fried chicken inquiry about Jollibee. Uh, pounding again, Twitter said that, uh, oh. or at low underscore rep NC, but then that was a little extra name they had in there. But he, they actually said Jollibee is a Filipino fast food restaurant that has some locations in the U.S. And they said it is amazing. All right. So we're going to have to try that. There's plenty of fried chicken Ooh, they have a Peach mango pie. That sounds phenomenal. Was That that pie was not on your fire fizzle. Uh, it was list. not, but it, but it sounds like it would be, be fire. Um, 805 <laughs> said, get Fiddy over to Costco. Great slacks at a good price. Costco's great. Yeah, he could. That would be a good uh, economic option for you. Would you go to Costco and get some pants, Fitty? Dude, I'll go anywhere because I need to have some some pants to wear like once and every now and again. I'm not like you saw during the wintertime. I'm going to wear shorts. You are going to wear shorts. It'll be 22 true. degrees outside. I'm going to show up in shorts and a hoodie and a toboggan. Oh, Fitty, go to um TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Burlington, all these places, but especially uh, TJ Maxx or Marshalls. Here's the thing, though. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Marshalls. I went to Marshalls for the first time this weekend and, and in you compl- years. And you complained about it. You were like... And we went to Marshall's, and I. How did I sound? We went to Marshall's. Sounds really whiny. And well, I mean, that's that's how I came across, and I I came away with a a description or a belief, Wes, of Walker. Walker's too good for Marshall's. Mm. I'm not. I'm not too good for Marshall's. I just I got a pair of shorts at Marshall's, on sale. They were great. But did you did you buy them or? Yes. You know, did did your lovely woman say, Walker, you need to buy these, and you were just like. No. Okay. No. Hey, Peter, you can find good brands in there too, man. At really good prices. I don't. I don't hate Marshalls. Here's the problem. Okay. When we went to Marshalls, I went there, and I was starting to look at some of the stuff I might be interested in. Some of the t-shirts, some of the shorts, the pants that were there. Trying to find my size. It's hard for pants because they'll sell. I'm a 36 waist, but I'm 36 length, and they do not sell 36 length anywhere that I. I mean, yeah, I can't tell you the last. I can't tell you the last time I found it. Big and tall stores, you know, some of those, yes, I can find it. But just in your normal store, whatever, you're not finding 36 length. But shorts are okay. And so I purchased those. But by the time I was done shopping, my girlfriend hadn't even gone through the women's clothes section yet. And she still had a couple of racks of clothes to comb through. And that was before we did the lap around Marshalls all the way in the back where you had some other stuff to shop for. So we were there for a long time. Now, granted, it's fine. I had no problem. You know, I'm shopping at Marshall's, but I'm not too good for it. It's just, Fitty, if you go to Marshall's, how long are you staying there? What kind of, how long of a trip are you willing to take at Marshall's? Oh, I mean, considering my ex-girlfriend, like, we went to TJ Maxx, like, every other day. Mm-hmm. Like, the maximum was, like, 35 minutes, and I want to get the hell out. You just want to get out. Yeah. I mean, at some of this stuff. The lines you, get crazy. I looked around. I picked out what I wanted and I was ready to leave. And so that was, it wasn't even a whiny thing. I was fine for it. I just, I don't want to spend a ton of time there. 
So you can feel free to text in. Help Fitty get some pants, man. He's wearing shorts all the time. 704-570-9610. Lee from Rock Barn. Go to Goodwill. You broke ass. Okay. <laughs> that, that's, first off, that's funny. Well, and it actually, you know what's funny here is that this is Lee from Rock Barn. If you know Rock Barn, Rock Barn is very bougie, okay? I come from Claremont, North Carolina, which is where Rock Barn is located. This is where they have the excellent, the Jackson Golf Course, the Jones Golf Course. Mm. It hits a little different from Rock Barn, Lee. I love you, man. I love you. I love the place you're from. But when somebody from Rock Barn, it's like somebody that makes a ton of money tells you, hmm, peasant, go, <laughs> go to some thrift store and get some pants. That's how it comes across, man. I got to I got to stand up for Fiddy on that. One. Yeah, man. When you start talking crazy like that, he one day could be on the other side of that type of comment. Yeah, that's right. That's 100 percent. Fiddy, what are you going to do when you make all this money? How much how many pairs of pants are you going to buy from Joseph A. Banks? <laughs> like seven. One for every day of the week. Yeah. People are still saying send Fiddy to Goodwill. Yeah. I should have never asked the people for help, you mm-hmm. know, because I. Oh, we got a Casey Steve baby gap reference in there. That's all Fiddy. Yeah, sorry about that. Casey Steve also uh, had a great text I wanted to get to. We just moved off the subject too early. Casey Steve wrote in, Walker, you literally called the spelling bee a sport yesterday. This is when we were arguing about wrestling and whether wrestling was a sport or not. I stand by it. Competition. I think I think we got to, it's always been hard to define what a sport is, but I think I got to the root of what I want a sport to be. Okay. And it's real competition. It's real competition. I think that's what I want. And it and the scripted part with the wrestling is the hard part that I'm having to come to grips with and saying that it's a real sport. Because if the athletes already know who's going to win, then to me, that's why it can't be a sport. Because there are plenty of other athletic feats out there. It's hard. I get destroyed. But it can be. It's called sports entertainment. So you can call it sports entertainment. But it is. Inter- right. And I think that's true. I think it's entertainment. I won't argue with that. Um, Lee from Rock Barn said, hey, Walker, I also eat at the Claremont Cafe. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you're all right in my book. Best place in the world if you eat at the Claremont Cafe. I'm not going to lie. When you first said Rock Barn, I thought he was coming from the country. No. Well, I mean, it's in Claremont. So it's in Catawba County. Rural bougie. Mm -hmm. You're on two different golf courses. This is where they would have the greater, uh, the Great Hickory Classic where the senior tour. So all of the best golfers that are no longer on the PGA Tour, they play at Rock Barn. Yeah, it's pretty nice over there. Yeah, I've played there a couple times, had some bad golf scores out on the Jones and really just the Jackson because mm. you got to pay a lot more to play on the Jones. But the Claremont Cafe, he's all right in my book after that text message. All right, well, Fiddy's going to go get some pants. Wes is going to go watch his favorite sporting event and WWE. <laughs> and I'm also going to try to find some 36-length pants as well. It's Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Wes and Walker will be back at it tomorrow from 12 to 3. Until then, keep it right here for the Kyle Bailey Show alongside Smoke Ludwig. We'll be back with you tomorrow on 92.7 FM.